Mad Handle Podcast. We back. We back, boy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode. I lost track. This is either six or seven. We got to get on top of our shit. Ladies and gentlemen, as you can tell, we've taken a bit of a hiatus. Uh, you know, our fans reached out and, uh, you know, we had to record a, another one, you know. We were just taking a little break. Um, you know, personal matters had to be addressed. Holiday got matters. Give, got to give the people what they want. We got, this is why, this is why we're here. We, the people. We bring the juice. We got the juice. <laughs> but as I was saying, you know, we had some personal matters to attend to. We had some holiday matters to attend to. And, uh, you know, in that holiday spirit, you know, a lot of people are going to be doing a lot of traveling this time of the year. And one of those people is James Harden. Ooh. Bam, like bam, bam. <laughs> what did you, like, can you break down that play for me? First off, James Harden just, like, I feel like every year there is, like, a quick clip of him just looking stupid. Yeah. Every year. Every year, whether it's defense or the traveling. But I'm sorry, this year is a whole new level. Dude, thank God he got his teeth done. Because <laughs> he's, like, he's always doing something stupid. Can you imagine if he still had his teeth not uh, done? Who's your next guy for, like, hopefully they get their teeth done soon? Oh, I don't even know. I, I'm not too huge into looking at Dude's Anthony smiles. Davis. Anthony Davis's teeth are fucking mangled. Really? Check out next time he speaks or or anything. They're fucking mangled. I mean, his whole look, like the unibrow. It's uh, is he married? Is like what? What's his deal? He's probably still just slaying, which is unbelievable. Well, as long as he's got five dollars, am I right? <laughs> that's true man hey, hey. big Anthony but yeah yo break down that play for me really quick <laughs> uh, sorry that was a good one hopefully there's a select few that might know what that is but um so as far as the ridiculous two-step step back two-step hashtag Dave Matthews hashtag other stuff too but um two the, hashtag just, any cowboy dance in the world but yeah go for yes. it Yes. Um, does the step back, but then does another step back. Like he gathers steps before he's done, just keeps gliding. Yeah. He's like, he's, like doing, he's doing the electric slide. <laughs> James, it's not a block party. We're playing an NBA game. <laughs> There's the no DJ party. at this game. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I think it's just a funny play. Like, he, he does the step back to get room. And then, you know, he's like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to do another one and get a little bit more room. But, I, and here's where, like, how much longer does this go on before the NBA is like, I know he's an MVP, but he can't get this much of star treatment? Uh, I don't know, man. He, he's in that territory. Well, I mean, let's think. I'm going to compare this to, to LeBron, a crab dribble. Yeah. He did that. Yeah. He does not do that anymore. Maybe, I, I could definitely see, like, the, like the refs, like, maybe in the offseason, like, you know how every offseason they send out, like, memos on, like, stuff they're going to be, you know, looking for during games. Yep. I could definitely see, I mean, it's the first time that I've seen him do it. Yeah. Did, he hit, did he hit the shot, by the way? I don't know, but he's done it a couple times. That's not just the one. I've oh, seen a couple, like, gifts of it. It's, it's brutal. All right. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, I think that might be something that they might need to look into and, uh, you know, definitely, like, work on that because you're, you're taking four steps. It's – I uh, – all right. Just to compare it again, everyone always blames LeBron with the travel. Yeah. And, every, honestly, anybody in the NBA with the travel. True. I'll take an NBA travel over that double step back any day of the week. Because that at least 
like when the NBA, like when, when it's a travel, what, like I'm sure it is, but you really got to slow it down and like gather count one, two, three. Oh my God, he traveled. You watch that. It is like, oh, what the fuck? It's a clear thing that Harden does right away. You're like, that's yeah. not legal. For sure, dude. And uh, yeah, I mean, what he's going to get those calls. Like, they're not going to call him for that. Like, when do the refs really call any traveling or anything like that? It's true. But, yeah, it, it's definitely going to be something to watch in the offseason to see if they bring that up. I agree. But, yeah, man, I, you know, we do have some topics to cover, but I think we got a special guest. Uh, just give me a second. Let me see if we could cue him in. All right. This is news to me. I'm excited. Oh, who's that? Hey, Biggie. Biggie Smalls. Okay, so I had to play that just because the Brooklyn Nets are like on fire right now. Seven in a fucking row. Hottest team in the NBA. Hottest team in the NBA, still not at 500, but somehow <laughs> the hottest team in the NBA. I mean, let's break it down really quick. I mean, seven wins against some some good teams here. I mean, they beat Toronto. I mean, they beat the Knicks. I mean, who gives a shit about that? But, I mean, they also beat Philly, you know, in a close game. Spencer Dinwiddie going off. And, I mean, they also handled the Lakers during this stretch. The other teams aren't that great. But, hey, seven wins is seven wins. Exactly. And, I mean, like, the catalyst for this has to be Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, the dude's, like, on fire. I have no idea how he became this good and, like, this unnoticed. But the dude's a stud. Get that money, Spencer. Yeah, man. Uh, what do you, you sign? Like, three years? Uh, 30, 34? 34 mil. So, I mean, I'm sure you could buy a couple of, a couple of drinks for the boys after the game, you know? That's it, man. But did, did – no, nah, go for it. I was just going to say, I'll see you in Fort Greene, Spencer. <laughs> I'm not even, what? That's right where Barclays is. That's the part of Brooklyn. Are, are you from New York? Shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm not a fucking map quest. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, dude. I mean, honestly, like Kenny Atkinson, great coach. I, I, I like what he does with the team because even like when they, when they play and they lose, they're at least entertaining to watch. Like they move the ball. Mm-hmm. And I mean, dude, they're following that that San Antonio Spurs way. They brought in Marks from San Antonio, and slowly but surely, without assets, they're playing good basketball. Their team construction is just awesome. I, I love how they. I mean, it was a clear thing. We don't have picks. There's no nope. incentive to lose. Nope. But we're garbage, and we have to keep losing because. Our cap is is full, and we don't have anyone good on the team. Yeah. So what he did is he just kept taking players that were high lottery picks that didn't pan out in other teams. Yep. And listen, give me him and your worst contract. So you have, you like you have the money to take it on, and who cares? You're going to lose anyway. So so you'll take a Mozgov, a Damari Carroll, yeah, Alec Crab, all all these dudes that are making a ton of money. And at the same time, give me a D'Angelo Russell. Yep. It's a nice move. Uh, first off, I think Russell is kind of underappreciated. I mean, the dude's scoring eight. Uh, I'm sorry, 18 and like around seven assists a game. Playing really good point guard minutes. And, I mean, it sucks that Karis LeVert got hurt the way he did. Yeah. Because I, I think this team could have even been hotter than what they are right now. You're you're right. I mean, I don't see why. I mean, the, the back half of the East is so wide open. I don't see why they could be, why they couldn't be like an eight seed. Yeah, no, I I completely uh, agree with you there. I mean, the Magic are the eighth seed now. I mean, they're they're fourteen and sixteen, and and the Nets are fifteen and eighteen, so they're a half game back of that eighth I'm spot. Saying. I mean, it's pretty wide open from there. Yeah. I mean, a couple more wins, and they could easily move into sixth in the East. 
And how funny is it that on a year they finally get their draft pick, they're not in the lottery anymore. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> I think their plan unfolded a little bit too soon. Yeah. But I guess, I mean, you just adjust on the fly. And, I mean, you can't yeah. really complain when you're good and now you have a ton of cap space. Honestly, kind of like a little fun team they put together too. I mean, you got like Jared Dudley who's like still getting minutes in the NBA. I mean, Damari Carroll, Alan Crabb. I really like Jared Allen and Joe Harris. Yes. But the one guy who I want to kind of mention who doesn't get that much burn on this team, like which is like a what happened to you, dude, is Kenneth Fareed. It's amazing. This dude was like, wasn't he six man on that 50-win uh, Nuggets team? The manimal. Yeah. Like, the dude was a stud. Now he's, he can't even get minutes on a below 500 team. It's weird. I mean, he'll be out of the league soon. You think? I mean, like you said, if he can't get minutes on the Nets, you, you can't be a backup big on the Nets. Yeah, that's true, actually. Like, Jared Dudley. They're dusting off his bones to play him over Kenneth Fareed. Come on. He's, Jared Dudley's getting 21 minutes a game. Pretty unbelievable, to be honest. I'm going to tell you something that's unbelievable. We're talking about Jared Dudley like he's a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Two years older than us. No way. How old is he? He's born in 85, July 10th, 1985. Jesus Sweet Christ. Jesus. I feel like he's been around, like... The old sons, right? Remember when they, like, yes. Amari Stoudemire, Steve Nash sons? Western Conference final sons. Jeez. God. Good for him. He must have been a young buck when he was on that team, huh? What a reality check mid-episode. Mad Handle Podcast listeners, this is a reality check. <sighs> Unbelievable. <laughs> you hear that knocking? It's father oh. time, bro. Oh, no. Yep, he's coming. <laughs> All right, so we just went through all the players. Yeah. Obviously, they're in a transition. Yeah. It's similar to the Knicks where I feel like there'll be a lot of roster turnover. Due to their cap space, they're going after some some big-time free agents this summer. Yeah. Who, Who are you keeping on this team? Who am I keeping on this? I mean, definitely, you know, D'Angelo Russell. I mean, I, I definitely think that they should keep him. Spencer Dinwiddie, of course. I mean, they're going to have to. They just signed him for three years. He's locked up. They're go- I really think they're going to re-sign Levert. I don't know if they re-sign Russell. You don't think so? He's going to – I mean, he's putting up good numbers. And you do also have Spencer Dinwiddie who could play that position too. I think he's just going to command a ton of money. He might. And I don't know. Like, do players like that in this league, like – they, They're a dime a dozen, to be honest. Unfortunately, we're in a point guard-driven league now, and yeah. I feel like you can get a point guard very easily. I mean, they have two on that. They have three. They have Napier on this team too. I mean, he's a good backup. Yeah, but uh, undersized, but yeah. The rest of the team, I kind of feel like are like role play. I mean, Jared Allen's good. He's he's like a you know walking double double. I also feel. Shout out. shout out LeBron Block real quick. Shout out LeBron Block. LeBron was like, yeah, I think like even a blind scroll could find a nut every once in a while. <laughs> Hashtag Robbie. Hashtag Roberto. Unbelievable. But yeah, I think the rest of the team is filled <laughs> with like a bunch of like role players. But for sure, I mean, I think they make a run at at least a couple of good free agents this offseason. I hope so. I know they were like, I mean, Butler had them on his preferred list, which I was shocked. Yeah, I think he was just looking for the money, though. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, it's kind of like the Amari signing. Like, Amari wasn't the guy we really wanted, but you got to get someone in here to like create the buzz. Yeah, get other guys to take notice. No, I definitely agree. And uh, I honestly, Look out for maybe like Kawhi, like a player like that that they go after this offseason. Just hand him a blank check. Yeah. Whatever you want, you can come. This you is could, your you team. could be GM. You could be coach. <laughs> you could be whatever you want, Kawhi. Isn't if it turns out <clears throat> that the Nets land a, a big free agent 
and they're like an actual real competitive basketball team mm-hmm. after this years of nonsense and they were a laughing stock and the Knicks still suck dick, I'm going to be so furious. Yeah. Like, the Nets are, like, that, like, weird cousin that, like, stays with you for, like, you know, like, a month or something at your house, like, compared to the Knicks. Like, they come into New York, like, they're weird, like, nobody likes them. Yeah. Uh, they just bring all their, you know, gothic stuff in, which is the black and white stuff. And, like, you know, you're just not really fond of them, but they kind of grow on you a little bit. And I feel like they're growing on this market a little bit with like getting this winning streak going. I will say there, if you want to go to a cheap basketball game in New York, big time, the, the tickets are still cheap. Barclays is pretty cool. Eh, I'm not a huge fan. It's all right. Yeah. It's kind of whack to be honest with you. I think that's your hockey speaking. Yeah, that, but, like, also, I've been to a few bas- baseball ga- uh, basketball games there. So have you. I didn't really feel like it was, like, I don't know, like a world-class facility. Yeah, I always get a little scared when I'm I'm drunk and I got to walk down those steps from the, the, the top section. I feel like I'm going to fucking fall every Dude, time. yeah, absolutely. Remember the – we saw Jay-Z there. Like, he opened up Barclays, right? Yes. Oh, boy, we almost fell down those steps a couple of times. I felt like I could fly that night. Yeah. I was high as fuck. Yo, big time. I think, like, the whole stadium was just filled with <laughs> marijuana smoke. There's just, there just a cloud, a constant cloud. That's for Hove, though. Uh, yeah. You got to do that kind of stuff. Big time. But, yeah, so let's not talk about the Nets, you know, past this year. Let's, you know, they can make – a move here at the trade deadline that kind of like brings this team into the playoffs and like a competitor in the playoffs. That'll so question for you. Yeah. Who's a player that you, that you think they would, that they have on their radar? Ooh. <clears throat> hmm. I, I do feel like there's like a couple of guys that they could go after there's some pretty shitty teams. But like, do I, got? I don't think it's like a. It's gonna be like a huge trade, but I do feel like they're gonna bring in someone that can, uh, you know, just kind of give them like a little spark. Maybe like a Kent Bazemore from like Atlanta. Okay. Someone like that. What about shaking it up and just trying to go after Kemba and bring him home? <sighs> that's a that's a sick, sick idea right there. I like that a lot actually. You're throwing. D'Lo and this year's first round pick with like a, I mean, you can put some protections on. I don't it. think you got it. I don't think you got to give up that that much for him. It is a contract. He could, he could walk at the end of the year. But so could D'Lo. That's true too. I swap him. You swap him and you throw in a pick and you see what happens. Put some protections on it. I don't know. But the Hornets are also in that in that playoff picture, you know. They are, but if you find out that he's not going to re-sign, you got to get something for him. Here's something for you. Okay. What about, you know, kind of sticking to their theme of just getting these guys that, like, nobody really wants, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, Russell and Okafor. Mm-hmm. How about Jabari Parker? Ooh. Well, all right. I, I said ooh because I that was, like, a good guy to point out. I hate Jabari Parker. Oh boy, hate Jabari Parker. I saw the Knicks were interested, or like, like thought about it, or I saw some report about about that. No, why would you? Why would you not bring him in? Because he's got a player option next year for twenty million dollars, and he can't get minutes on the Bulls, on a team that wanted to have a mutiny on their coach. He can't get. Minutes. I don't think it's because of his skill level or the way he's playing. There seems to be some sort of rift with the coaching staff and him. I think it's the fact that he came out in the offseason and said that he doesn't play defense. And he thinks that players get paid for specific skills, and he got paid for his offensive ability and doesn't play defense. Well, you can't say Bring like him to the Knicks. He'll fit right in. Oh, you cannot say things like that and then get a two-year, $40 million contract. That's, not, that's no good. That's true. That's actually pretty funny. I didn't know that he said that. Good job, Jabari. Oh. 
Keep getting them checks. Dookie for life. And you know what's sad? Is they brought him home thinking, like, all right, get him out of Milwaukee. Bring him home to Chicago. Hometown kid. We'll see what he's got. Where, what, a third of the season? He's already, like, out of the rotation. They told him, you're out of the rotation. Yeah, again, like, I don't think that that's, like, based on, like, how he was playing. I mean, the dude was averaging, uh, you know, 15 points a game and, like, seven rebounds. I mean, I mean, that, he's not like an all, you know, he's not like an all star, but he's True. putting up good numbers. Yeah, I guess. I mean, twenty three. He's, he's not going to play over Markkinen. He's not going to play over Portis. So your third guy on the list of power forwards on your own team—that's tough. Exactly. So I mean, like, I if I'm the Knicks, you know, actually, I w- I just want that cap space, so I don't think I would get him. Yeah, no, no way. But all right, hey, if if he thinks it changes his scenery and throw him in Brooklyn, and then it lo- loads up their cap and keeps the Nets bad for a couple of years, I'm in. I'm all yeah. in for that. All in. <laughs> all right, dude. So speaking about these trades and stuff, like moving on, let's segue into something that uh, you know we kind of talked about before. And what's that? <laughs> Uh, the LeBron, the LeBron uh, comments. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to lead me into that, but uh, you pumped the brakes real quick. Okay. So let, I think it was late last week or early this week. We have uh, LeBron answering, saying that he would love to play with Anthony Davis, which number one, no shit. Yeah. Who doesn't want to play with Anthony Davis? True. And number two, LeBron has been in the, the spotlight since he was 16 years old. He doesn't just say things. Yeah. He knows exactly what he's saying, why he's saying it, when to say it, all this shit. It's fishy. I don't know, man. That, that's, I mean, uh, I, it's just funny how, you know, in, I know back in September, Anthony Davis, uh, you know, he changed agents yes, to go to – LeBron's boy, Rich Paul and right. Clutch Sports. Yep. I mean, that should be like the first sign of kind of like, usually when these type of things happen, it's more than just him switching agents. Oh, yeah. LeBron's definitely in this dude's ear. You know, he's like, come to LA. We'll get you on TV shows. We'll get you on movies, this and that. That's, a, that's what a lot of the players want to do now. They, you know, of course, basketball is their life, but they want to have a life outside of that as well. Oh, yeah. And what place better to do that than L.A.? And, and I think, honestly, more importantly, it's just New Orleans can't they can't build a team around him. No, they can't. It, it's the, He still has, you know, obviously the rest of this year, he's making $27 million next year, and the year after that he's making 28 So he's still there for a while, and I think – if LeBron wants to make the most out of him and Anthony Davis, then they're going to have to trade for him. Oh yeah, I mean, what they'll—I mean, they'll know for sure this summer when they offer him that super max deal. And if he turns it down, they got to flip him right away. I, I I definitely agree. Like you can't risk you know losing him for nothing. And you could get a big return on Anthony Davis because you have him locked up. Well, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're, you're talking, like, multiple first-round picks. You're talking about maybe Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball, you know, like, plus, plus, like, maybe even Josh Hart. Like, the Lakers are going to completely dismantle this team if they're going to try to trade for Anthony Davis. I know, which is what wild. But at the same time, I think you got to do it. Oh, I because. I would do it in a heartbeat because none of those guys are going to add up to what Anthony Davis is doing right now. 100%. It takes two of those guys for one Anthony Davis. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you, you – I mean, a, the diff- difference be- between the Pelicans right now, like the numbers with him on the floor versus him off the floor, it's absurd. Yeah. The amount that he, like, just influences offensively and defensively is crazy. He completely changes the game. He's your defensive anchor that can grab a rebound, dribble up the court, make a pass, or you know, 
her dunk it, you know, or spot, spot up, take a three. Like, there's not many basketball players that can do that at his size. Yeah. And you I can't name one. With LeBron, it's nuts. Because you got a guy who could space the floor, a guy who could run the floor with him, who could play on the inside. It's really wild. And I think what, what's key there is LeBron takes defense very seriously. Yeah. And so does Anthony Davis. I feel like if they're, they're on the same team, no matter who's around them, they're going to be one of the top defensive units in the league. I agree. But, I mean, I think the Lakers have a lot of decisions to make. I think LeBron's going to be in everybody's ear there. I think they have a good guy running the show and Magic Johnson there. So it'll be interesting to see. And, like, I know we bring up the Lakers a lot, but it's just that LeBron factor, you know? Like, he's yeah. he's always doing something. 24-7 news cycle. But <laughs> hold on. I want to do a quick little role-playing here. Um, I want you to do your best Magic Johnson impression. Okay. And I, I'll be Del Demps. So you call me up. Call you up. AD just uh, turned down my Supermax extension. Okay. I'm fielding calls. Fielding calls. Okay. Give me I, your offer. I think my first offer would be... Wait, hold on. I don't hear the phone ringing. Oh, my God. Ring, ring. <clears throat> ring, ring. Fucking Magic Johnson again. Fuck this guy. <laughs> alright, alright, hold on, hold on. Yeah, there you go. Hold on. Hello? Dell. Hello? Hello. Oh hey Magic, how are you? Dell, what's up, homie? Eh, nothing, man. Hang out. I'm on bourbon right now, actually. Uh, what's going on? Bourbon Street, you seeing some boobies? Yeah, you know it. I got bees all over the place. Nice. I might have to come out there and join you. Yeah, keep your ass in LA. But uh how can I help you? Uh, I'm trying to get an Anthony Davis on my team. And I got an offer that you can't refuse. Well, let's hear it. All right. Two first-round picks. Brandon Ingram. And I'm going to throw in Kyle Kuzma. I want – are those two picks unprotected? Unprotected. Unprotected, both picks. Yeah. Are they your picks? Yes. I, I I need a I need a shit pick from from another team. Well, I don't got that. But what I could do, <laughs> I dude, would, I like that offer though. Because honestly, if I'm doing it, I want Ingram, no doubt. Yeah. And if I'm the Lakers, I give up on Ingram because Ingram and LeBron are not playing well together. If you no. notice. Alton's actually staggering their minutes now because they can't, they both need the ball too much. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I'm Ingram 100%, and I really like Kuzma, and I think like Kuzma might be one of the better picks they have. For sure. Like, as the game continues to go, like, LeBron's only a four, maybe a five. Then you're trading for a four or a five. Like, I don't know if Kuzma has a – I don't want Kuzma to be the third guy off the bench. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it might be overkill. That's true. I agree. And I think that that trade works out. I do think that the Hornets are going to ask for, like, a lot more than that. But I think that's a pretty solid first offer there. Yeah. No, I, I think they're going to they're gonna have to do something where, where they can get an additional first-round pick this year. Agreed. Agreed. For sure. And I think that pick comes from KCP. Who who is giving up a good pick for him? Well, Houston's in a free fall. They don't have players that could defend or shoot. They're playing Michael Carter, fucking Williams. I I and like the other dudes, Damian House, and I don't know. They just have a like a a bum squad. Yeah. I, I feel like. I mean, KCPs do a ton of money. He's off the books next year. I, I don't know if they'll get, get a high first rounder. And obviously, like Houston doesn't have a high first round pick anyway. But they're going to have saying. something to, re, to shape up their roster. So maybe they flip some other dudes for a pick and turn that pick into KCP. I don't know. But um, I think you, the Lakers are going to need a high pick somehow. Maybe. To pry Anthony D. Davis away. I'm just thinking here, you know, using that. I've got my thinking cap on. Okay. What if, like, Houston packaged, like, Marquise Chris and, like, somebody else 
for KC pay, which they can flip Chris, who is a lottery pick. True. Over to LA, maybe give him another change of scenery and uh, see what they got there. I'm sure it would be a pretty good throw in to see what they got there. Yeah, I think he's he's super young, like like twenty twenty one still, right? Yeah, he's still super young. I don't know if he's been given a fair shake yet, but it w- it would definitely be interesting to see. Yeah, I um because here's the other thing. Any offer the Lakers make has to top the Celtics offer. Yeah. Which, I don't know if it does. <laughs> I don't think anyone is going to break uh, that Celtics offer because they just have so many assets. Dude, I, I actually, just because I'm a freak and I like looking up mock drafts, uh, they have three first-round picks this offseason. It's absurd. Dan- Danny Ainge, man. They don't even have, like, the roster space to play these fucking That's guys. what I'm saying. That's why they keep – if you look, they keep drafting these, like, European players so they could stash them in Europe for a couple of years. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, it's it's, they have no roster spots. Yeah. But what do you say? We flip, you know, two GMs here. You're Dell. I'm Magic. Let's flip this over a little bit to some other GMs that were just – completely out of their minds this past couple of weeks trying to get this trade done. I think it's one of the dumbest things I've ever like read, seen, heard. But let's talk about the Trevor Ariza trade that wasn't and then the Trevor Ariza trade that was. I love this. It's just like mind-boggling of what happened where you know, the Wizards, the Suns, and the Grizzlies were talking about a three-way trade, right? Yeah. So you had Ariza, who was going to be going to the Wizards. You had Kelly Oubre, who was going to go to the Memphis Grizzlies. And then you had Austin Rivers, Wayne Selden, and Marshawn Brooks going to the Suns. <laughs> and this whole thing fell apart because the Suns didn't know what Brooks they were getting in the trade. They thought they were getting Dylan Brooks from the Grizzlies, but they were really going to get Marshawn. Like, what the fuck is going on? Unbelievable. In the age that we're at, where you can look up rosters, like, literally anywhere, anytime. Yeah. And, like, we're going to pretend that these GMs of the NBA don't have every roster and every dude like just in their heads is absurd. Like, so you didn't know that there was two Brooks on one team. Right. And why would you think that Memphis would trade Dylan Brooks, who's like a, a really good 3 and D guy, he's really young, to get Kelly Oubre? <laughs> It uh, it's absurd, it's absolutely absurd. Now, who do you blame this on? Is this a Chris Wallace? I blame this on the Suns, dude. A hundred percent the Suns. They're, dude, they're a shit show. They're a shit show over there. Like they're thinking about moving the team. They they fire their GM. Like their team sucks. Like you know, like I know they rattled off a couple of wins, but they just don't know what they're doing there. And I completely blame the incompetence on the Phoenix Suns. What's amazing is I don't think there are three more incompetent GMs in the NBA than the Suns, who is now James Jones, or Chris Wallace from the Grizzlies, who has a history of just boneheaded, ridiculous signings and trades, and Ernie Grunfeld from the Wizards. Ernie Grunfeld. are fucking idiots. Ernie Grunfeld sounds like, I don't know, he kind of reminds me of like, an old football player from like the 1930s, you know, like that, that New York Giants quarterback, Ernie Grunfeld, you know? I was going to say, Ernie Grunfeld, it sounds like that annoying guy in accounting who always asks you stupid questions at work and you got to sit there and fake laugh at his jokes. You ever see Office Space? Yes. The, the guy, the weird guy, that's yeah. Ernie Grunfeld. <laughs> with the stapler? Yeah, with the stapler. <laughs> Oh, my God. He gets, like, fired but still stays at the office, right? Yep. Oh, my God. 
But yeah, man, I, I just I don't get it. I don't get how you mess this trade up. And like another thing, if you're the Washington Wizards, what are you trading Trevor Ariza? Like, why do you want him? Your team's shit. You're not making any sort of run. Like, what's the no point sense. of bringing him in? You traded two young wings for an old wing. Yeah. Like, do you have a plan of, like, maybe trying to flip Ariza for assets? I mean, you just – you traded your assets, which is insane. I guess Ubre was up for a deal, and they don't have the cap space to re-sign him. Um, Austin Rivers is just a known idiot. Um, but still, like, yeah, 33, 34-year-old Ariza doesn't really move the needle for, like, a late – like what a six, seven, eight seed Washington Wizards team? Uh, like, they're twelve and twenty. Like I don't think they're made. You know they're still a horrible team this year. I know, but like I feel like there's going to be a point in time when like when Wall and Beal are just going to be like, all right, there's no like every other team in in the East sucks. Like yeah, like well, let's step maybe. it up here. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe Trevor Ariza is the missing piece. Oof. You never know, but I don't know. The deal makes no sense. And the deal, like, is a necessity because, like, the players were informed. They were, like, saying bye to, like, their teammates. And then, yeah. what, JK? Oh, we don't want to trade you anymore? JK, you guys are staying. Ugh, brutal. Can you imagine being a Kelly Oubre? <laughs> Austin I got to stay here again. Like, damn, I can't believe I got traded. And you're like, all right, man, I'll see you later. Be good. I'll catch you on the – actually, no, you weren't traded. Like, yeah. what the fuck? And, like, the funny thing is, like, Kelly Oubre is getting traded. probably like, all right, thank God I'm getting out of here. And then you're going to an even worse team. And then, like, Trevor Ariza, who was rumored to be going to the Lakers or Houston. Yep. Oh, man, you're, you're going to Washington. You're going back to Washington. Oof. But it's tough. You know what? I just – I want to, you know, completely change my mind about the Wizards. I do actually think they're going to make a run. And the reason they're going to make that run is because they just signed Ronnie Basketballs. Ronnie Baker going to get some burn for the Washington Wizards. I saw that. Ernie, what are you doing, bro? Like, this is who you sign? How does this dude still have a job? Uh, First of all, how does he have a job? And how does – how does Ron Baker get signed by a professional team? Uh, unbelievable. Well, I mean, first off, like, if the dude's, like, if you're a player and you're out there and someone contacts you and brings you in for a work- workout, like, I can't blame Baker for them signing him. So, you know, don't get that money, Baker. Don't cut your hair. I never blame the player. Like, no, you know, if they sign, like, a huge deal or not. Like, yeah, it's always the team. But unbelievable. The guy's never had a 51 season. It's been 15 years. They haven't made it out of the first round. They've had several, like, teams. Yeah. He was part of that Antoine Jameson butler Arenas team that got broken up because they brought guns in the locker room over gambling. Unbelievable. Big time. What's his name? Rodney Carrington? I'll bring it up. I remember that that kid, uh, Rodney Carrington or whatever. Didn't he get arrested for having the gun? I thought it was Arenas. It was Arenas and it was somebody else, too. Either way, horrible situation. Then you draft Wall first. You blow all these picks. You draft Jan Vasili. All these, like, just big, dumb idiots. Yeah. Trade first-round picks for... uh... When, like, dude, you have, like, you have Wall and Beal. Then you hit on Porter. Like, and then you give... Like Mahini, all that money. I don't know. These guys make bonehead moves and they're still employed. Mahini. Unreal. But yeah, so going back to that gun thing, uh, it was Javaris Critton. Ah, yes. They got him and Gilbert got into a little scuffle after a crazy card game, and uh, apparently it's time to bring out the big guns. (laughs) Literally. But, uh, yeah, I think we got a little sidetracked there. Um, so th- the trade officially happened on Monday. The Grizzlies are out of it because they're not trading Dylan Brooks. So, Marshawn, you have to go back to the team that just tried trading you. Um, the trade was Kelly Oubre and 
Austin Rivers, who's since been released by the Suns. Um, Real. Yeah, for Trevor Ariza going to the Wizards. Like, the Suns don't have a point guard. And not like I, – I understand Austin Rivers is a combo guard and this and that, but, like, he's a vet who has, like, a playoff experience. He can run an offense. And you're like, nah, I get lost. He's a dookie for life. Don't forget that. Ugh. Bum-ass dookie. What, he had that one game winner and everyone's like, oh, he was the best. How quickly do you think Doc signs him back up for the, the Clippers? <laughs> No way. If he does that, well, no, he can't. But Jerry West runs the show there. Oh, that's true. You don't think Jerry West no, will bring him in? Not a chance, dude. He knows what he's doing. Yes, that's, that, there's one guy that would not be signing Ron Baker. <laughs> it's Jerry West. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there's no way I'm signing this fucking clown. Oh, man. Oh, man, dude. Yeah. Oh, it, it just that still like makes me laugh that that trade didn't happen because you didn't know what players you were getting in return. Yeah, and sh- a quick little shout out to Marshawn Brooks. Yeah, going he's to China, a- playing in China, coming back and getting some getting some minutes on an NBA squad. Get that money, Marshawn. Dude, that's what I'm saying, man. I remember him playing for the Nets. Yeah, pretty well. I'm like, wow, this guy's actually pretty good. And he was in the Paul Pierce trade, Garnett trade, so then he went to Boston. Yeah, and then kind of just disappeared, dropped off the face of the earth, and has now reappeared. Yeah. Good for him, man. You see what happens when you go to China play with Starberry? <laughs> you go into Chinese politics, obviously. <laughs> Uh-oh, you hear that? What is that? I think it's heat check time, kid. Woo! Heat check. Heat check. You know, I think I'll start off, though. Yes. I'm going to start off, though. What do you got for heat check? Heat check. All right. I'm going to give some credit to the Indiana Pacers. This is a big-time move by them. They hired the first female assistant general manager in NBA history. Breaking barriers. Breaking barriers. Hey, yo. All uh, right. I yeah. That. yeah, man. They hired Kelly Kraskoff. I think I'm saying that right. Okay. But, uh, yeah, she was actually the general manager for the Indiana Fever of the WNBA. It's got a long track record. Um, led them to the playoffs 13 times in the WNBA. Okay. You know, three consecutive conference titles. I'm sorry, three conference titles not consecutive okay and they also won the WNBA championship i mean dude if you win you know when you're a winner you're a winner you know that's true like bring her in see what she could do it's always you know you always want to get the top talent to be a part of your franchise and the the, the brightest minds and i don't think gender should have anything to do with that 100 percent so, shout out to the Indiana Pacers. Wow. That's big time. Look at that. What do you got for heat check? Now, for my heat check, I'm going to shout out to all these NBA beat writers that clickbait me into reading these bogus articles and quotes. You get my hopes up. Breaking news. Clickbait. Clickbait. James Dolan is open to selling the Knicks. Oh boy! I leap out. I leap off the couch, let out a bellowing yes. I click on the article to find out that the quote is actually, I haven't gotten any offers yet, but as a business owner of a company that's publicly owned, I should always let my shareholders know that I'm open to selling and I'm open to hearing offers. Oh boy. So in other words, he ain't selling shit. The Knicks are still fucked. And I got to listen to JD and the straight shooters for the next 15 years. You know what's great about that? And uh, for people that don't know, that's James Dolan's band. (laughs) uh, Yeah, JD and the straight shooters. Great. Um, I just love how he, uh, you know, he like opens up for like the Eagles at MSG. Dude, that is the most... Pathetic slash badass thing I've ever heard. Like, 
like yeah like of course the owner of the like the owner of madison square garden is gonna open up for the eagles like yeah like not because he's talented yeah it's because he's the fucking owner of the the knicks the rangers msg and guess what i'm coming out for the closer and we're gonna jam yeah because i own this place yeah. oh you don't want me to go fuck yourself i'm paying your check <laughs> Dude, but like, I want to hate on that really bad. But if there's ever a time in my life where I somehow own MSG, I'm going to tell you right now, I am going to open slash close for everyone. Anyone that I won't want to. I'm like, yeah, I'm playing tonight. I got a gig. Oh, where are you playing? MSG. <laughs> Sick. How'd you get that show? Don't worry about it. I'm like, the agent's really good. <laughs> I got it in with the owner. Yeah, I got it, I got it in with the owner. You know what's a funny story? What? And I, I forgot where I heard it from. But uh, apparently James Dolan, like after, uh, you know, Knicks games, would you know, away games, would take the bus or like, a flight with them. And uh, he would break out his guitar and start playing it. Like, are you kidding? That's probably the last thing these guys want to hear is the owner playing the guitar. Well... Fun, fun fact, like we're talking about things that we heard. I remember I read this and like, if there's ever like a point where I'm like, I don't know, like, you know, like in fight when you pass like famous athletes and you have like a, a quick like second to say something to them. Yeah. If there's ever a chance that like, I, I can do, do that with LeBron. I see him outside of a, sh- a thing or whatever. I, I need to ask him, did Dolan really give you a CD of his band in your 2010 meeting? <laughs> Because there's a rumor that I remember I read it or heard on a podcast or whatever that in the meeting, Dolan handed LeBron one of his own CDs. Oh, my God. Are you a fucking idiot? Like, are you kidding me, dude? The best player of our generation, maybe of all time, and you're going to try and do a quick little promo for your new EP? Jesus. You know it would be the best? If like LeBron opens up the CD and there's like a $25 gift card to Target in there. <laughs> or no, it's like those rappers in Times Square. There's no CD in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a case. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> oh, it's an extra five for the CD. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Do you want to listen to this? And they just hand, I'm like, ah. they rope you into buying the fucking CD, their uh, demo, their big mixtape. Yeah. Pay them 10 bucks. because They won't leave you the fuck alone. And there's no CD in there. <laughs> That's how they get you. New York, baby. It's the best. Oh, I remember when that happened. That was so funny. That was great. <laughs> I forgot who the fuck it was, too. I wish I, I, wish I still had that CD cover. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, but, what do you... All right. So, yes. But just to wrap up the thought, because I went on a tangent, an anti-Dolan t- tangent. Yeah. I understand the media... And it's all about, yeah, I mean, there's so many media outlets and so many people trying to get noticed. Hashtag Mad Handle Podcast. Hashtag. Be semi-truthful with the headline. Yeah. Like everyone's looking for clickbait. Everyone's it's looking for clickbait. A little honesty in the headlines so I don't have to click on this fucking article and then get my hopes up and find out it's trash. There's been so many times where this, is, this article has like come up too. You know what I mean? Like every couple of years you see something like it and it's just like, he's, why would he ever sell? Dude, he doesn't need the money. He owns cable vision. Unbelievable. Oh, I guess we'll, we could hope and dream. It'll never happen. <laughs> but moving on, I want to, uh, before we wrap it up here for everybody, uh, tonight, for all of our uh, faithful listeners that all put that ha- that happen to be degenerate gamblers, we have the lines for tonight. We got the Mavericks and Clippers coming up at ten thirty in about a half hour. Woo! Actually, this might be uh, oh whatever. Once it's up, it'll be on. So uh, we got LA is um, a minus three and a half. And the over-under is 221.5. Oof. All right. You know, you're my magic genie. Easy. What do you got? What's your pick? What's your lock pick? You got to throw your house down. What are you betting for tonight's game? Clippers versus Mavs. 
I'm taking the Mavs. I don't care about the over-under. I'm taking the Straight Mavs. up. Straight up. I say they can beat the Clips by four. I love Luka. The Clips are in a free fall. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it, bro. And, let's, uh, let's swing over to New Jersey right now. Open up FanDuel. And do it up. You ready? I'm picking you up. Let's go. And uh, just, I'm sorry, guys, if you never hear from us again, this means we hit big on this bet. That means we're in Puerto Rico, <laughs> sipping on drinks on the beach. With little umbrellas on the top. You got to have the little umbrellas on top. That's right. All right, brother. We got to do some posters because we've seen some sick dunks this week. Yes. Let's get into our posters. Let's do it. Wrap this show up. Okay. Go for it. All right. So coming up first is we have the Pelicans with our boy making a full circle, Anthony Davis, coming in. AD, let's hear it. This is a really good play over the behind the back touch pass. It's a big call. Anthony Davis created it. Believe. How about that touch pass? How about it over to AD? Nice. Such a good dunk. I don't know. The guy's leading the break behind the back pass, and Holiday just touch passes it to Davis for the two hand slam. Love, love the touch pass. Big time. Just a little tap. Tap, tap, tap a Tap, tap, tap. We'll be tap dancing. <laughs> All right. My dunk is, of course, the Greek freak Giannis. The dude can't be stopped in transition no matter what. I don't care who you are. He will dunk it on you. Wetzel was in there trying to battle for the rebound. The Bucks get it. Giannis out there. Oh! What a dunk. His strides are just like double everyone else's. Two steps. He's like from half court to the rim. It's nuts. It's wild. Next guy, get some of that. To be honest <laughs> with you, little Zion Williamson. Duke won today again. Hello. By the way, before we wrap up, St. John's 11 and 0. Let's get some love. Let's make the top 25. Come on. All right. All right. Little Red Storm. Little Red Storm, you got any closing statements? I'm just excited. I hopefully uh, I missed the Duke game. I ho- hopefully Zion went Williamson like broke the rim or did something pretty awesome. Cause uh, get used to it, baby. You're gonna have the bright lights every night, my man. <laughs> what do you, Dickie V, right there? Get used to it, baby. That's it. All right, yo, I'm gonna end this right now with giving a quick shout out, little. Uh, shout out here going out to M and easy YouTube channel coming out. Ooh. I mean, this guy's had your, your first song out there, right? Yeah. So check him out. That's our Thank boy, you. big easy, his girlfriend, Thank Emily. Thank you. No, we don't have to worry about her. Just go on. Not bad. It's just the big easy YouTube <laughs> channel. Big easy finest. But yeah, yeah. M and easy YouTube. Check him out. We'll holla at you guys next episode look out maybe a quick christmas episode as well peace